Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2, episode 205 of this study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today as we continue with our study of Alma 36. And today we'll be continu- we'll be concluding the study of Alma chapter 36 today. This can be found in the Come Follow Me materials of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, covering July the 20th to July the 26th, Alma 36 to 38. Um, and so we come back to the experience of Alma the Younger, and we've just left off where we were discussing the um, pattern or the Hebraic um, poetry form of chiasmus, uh, which is very well demonstrated in the chapter of Alma 36. As mentioned in the previous episode, this um, for this literary form is found throughout the Book of Mormon, as well as other ancient Hebrew texts, which um, and all these weren't really found or known at the time of the Prophet Joseph Smith. And yet here we are with multiple examples, including this beautiful one, which many uh, Mormon and non-Mormon scholars um, comment on how Alma 36 is one of the greatest examples that we have of chiasmus. Uh, so clearly uh, this was a wonderful and thoughtful piece of uh, teaching or writing that Alma the Younger had put together. And uh, it will have probably taken a number of years. I've just got to share a comment, actually, uh, from Candice Welch uh, in our um, study podcast group uh, on Facebook. She talks about how, you know, this clearly was, this took a long period of time to write. This wasn't just Alma's words, uh, you know, on a whim to his son Helaman. They were clearly very well processed and very well thought through before he delivered them to his son. And so this teaches us that really when we are, you know, teaching these types of things to our children, things that we wish them to know, we should have great preparation with them. Uh, and I think that is a wonderful example of that. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, I just thought I had to share that comment because it was very insightful and uh, adds to our thoughts as we conclude this chapter today. In Alma 36 verse 22, this is one of my favorite um, kind of um, contrasts, I guess, that we have within the chiasmus of Alma chapter 36. Uh, we know that, you know, you, ha- you have kind of the different points made, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, you know, to the center of the text. And then you go back to the, and you go through to the end of the, of the text with it going I, H, G, and so on, back up the alphabet. And so you can see the specific contrast in the text. Well, if you look in verse 22, um, it, this is obviously the after um, part or the second part of the chiasmus, where in 22 he says, Yea, me thought I saw, even as our father Lehi saw God sitting upon his throne, surrounded with numberless concourses of angels, in the attitude of singing and praising their God, yea, and my soul did long to be there. Now, this obviously contrasts uh, with um, verse 15, which is, is the opposite, uh, where it says, O thought I that I could be banished and become extinct, both soul and body, that I might not be brought to stand in the presence of my God to be judged of my deeds. Um, you know, so you can see that because of the Saviour's atonement in the centre of all of this, he's gone from this horror, which he feels, of being in the presence of his God, to the the desire that he has now to be in the presence of his God, surrounded and surrounding him with the concourses of angels, angels singing their praises. I just love that um, that, that that kind of contrast and how the role of the Saviour can help us to achieve that or receive that contrast. Um, we move on to verse 24, uh, and he talks about uh, the taste of exceeding joy which he did taste, 
that um, he wants others. So in verse 24, uh, he says, Yea, and from that time, even until now, I have labored without ceasing that I might bring souls unto repentance, that I might bring them to taste the exceeding joy of which I did taste. Um, Elder Neil A. Maxwell uh, said a wonderful um, quote about the spiritual taste that uh, Alma is talking about here. He said, quote, Taste, in the spiritual sense, involves the capacity to savour joy, sweetness and goodness and light, for they are discernible. Even so, we are not only to possess the capacity to discern and distinguish thusly, we are also to use our agency so that we can come to prefer and even strongly desire the taste of gospel goodness, sweetness and joy. Only those who have significantly developed the taste buds of the soul will be even be even partially prepared for the incredible beauties of the world ahead. Close quote. Now, this um, opened my eyes to um, a wonderful thing that my children like to say, particularly my son. We seem to have been quite successful as parents as to um, be able to get him to try foods that perhaps he's tried before that he didn't like, particularly certain types of vegetables. Um, for and as an example, one of those is is a uh, cauliflower, um, and every now and then, so we have cauliflower, you know, not very often because um, you know the kids don't like it very much, and so we try to give them vegetables that they do like. But every now and then, we'll give them one or or the other that they don't particularly like, and say, look, just try a bit of it and see if you like it anymore, or if you like it any, you know, if 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 your taste buds have changed, maybe your taste buds have changed and developed over time, so you might like it now. Just try it out, and if you don't like that bit, then you don't have to have the rest of it. Um, what our son says now is that, um, you know, when you have when you eat something new, you get. He seems to have interpreted this as when you eat something new, you get new taste buds, which is a wonderful childlike way of looking at it. But actually, this is actually, in a way, what Elder Neil A. Maxwell is saying. Not that we're going to add spiritual taste buds to our actual taste buds, but the more we experience and um, enjoy spiritual things, the more we get a taste for it, the more we come to accept and the more we come to like that taste. And it's just the same with real, like when I say real food, with physical food. Um, you know, the more we taste something, then we're more likely to develop those taste buds to be adapted to it, um, in a sense, I suppose. And so... This is the same with spiritual things. And I love how Elder Maxwell gave that analogy. And I think I'm definitely going to use that later another time because it just helps us understand why it's so important we experience repentance and we experience these spiritual experiences in our lives on a regular basis. Because if we don't, then how can we be ready to enter the celestial kingdom if we are not spiritually experiencing these things on a regular basis? And I'm not saying, you know, having massive spiritual moments where we hear the heavens open every, on, on an everyday basis. But what I'm saying is, is just trying to connect on a daily basis, trying to change, trying to make those small changes and ask for further direction and, and the spirits be with us on a daily basis. Um, it's important to help us develop those spiritual taste buds, as it were. In verse 35, um, Alma then says, Yea, and now behold, O my son, the Lord doth give, doth give me exceedingly great joy in the fruit of my labours. Um, we should be grateful that the Lord has given us great joy because, of course, this testimony, this this spirit which we feel, comes from him. Elaine L. Jack said this, quote, Thank the Lord for your testimony. Thank him for being alive now. When your challenges come, thank the Lord for your knowledge that he lives and, and feel peace knowing he loves you. When you struggle, say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. With each new lesson learned in each and each prayer to answer to personal prayer, say, I rejoice exceedingly that my Lord Jesus Christ hath been mindful of me. Close quote. 
So this really brings me to what I want to finish with, or that's the close really of what I wanted to cover uh, in terms of Alma's uh, discussion with his son about his own experience. But then as we move into Alma chapter 37, which we'll, we'll touch on today, but we'll cover more over the next few days, um, well, the next couple of days, he now wants to talk about the things he's that have been preserved for a wise purpose. Uh, and those are the scriptures. He talks about the scriptures for quite a bit and how they are really important to what's going to happen for the future years of these people. Um, he says about how in verse 8 of Alma 37 that the scriptures have enlarged the memory of this people and convinced many of the error of their ways. Uh, and that clearly they, are, they have such great significance to Alma. So we'll have a look at that tomorrow. But I do want to share this quote by Elder D. Todd Christopherson about the scriptures and how, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you clearly have this desire to enlarge your memory and increase your capacity with the scriptures. And this is how we can receive a lot of those blessings. Uh, he says, quote, the scriptures enlarge our memory by helping us always to remember the Lord and our relationship to him and the Father. The scriptures also enlarge our memory by helping us not forget what we and other earlier generations have learned. Those who either don't have or ignore the recorded word of God eventually cease to believe in him and forget the purpose of their existence. You'll remember how important it was for Lehi's people to take the brass plates with them when they left Jerusalem. These scriptures were key to their knowledge of God and the coming redemption of Christ. Close quote. The great prophecies we have in this Book of Mormon would likely not have happened if Lehi and his family did not take the brass plates with them, for they learned of him through those words and through revelation they received with those scriptures. I think sometimes we imagine that the ancient prophets received great revelations from on high just because God gave it to them with angels. And whilst angels were involved, they will have studied a lot as well. And perhaps we do not see this as much. So let's remember that we do that as well. Thank you for listening today. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please uh, continue to listen to us, rate, review, subscribe the podcast. Uh, you can join the Facebook group Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me and share some comments on what you've been studying. And please email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining a future podcast episode. I'd love to hear from more listeners to share in future discussions with me on the podcast. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.